3: back to the Celtic State of Mind, it's a Tuesday Bulletin, I'm your host Declan from the joined as per usual by Patrick McGill, Lawrence Conley. Um, just to do my wee spiel at the start, if you're watching, click that like button, and if you haven't already, subscribe to the channel. Um, we're trying to hit new targets for the subscribers, and it's always good to give us a like, because we're here to talk about Celtic, there's plenty to talk about. Gents, we were on last week, just before the game against Porto. Um Patrick, I was feeling for your life and that there probably could have been clips made up or the stuff you said about Bodo, but hopefully there are region champions supporters haven't clicked on to us as of yet. And then we'll be talking about Dundee, George Shakamakis, and I'm looking forward to this game on Thursday. Um to kick off, Patrick, talk about your your match day experience on Thursday, um and what, what you made of the game overall Um Well
4: there was a bit of a dampener quite early on with that. Podo lump goal on six minutes, uh, so that didn't didn't give us the best start to the game. Uh, you know, it's it's a very well worked goal, but to go one 0 down so early on is always very disappointing. Um, it was a bit tense and a bit close for the rest of the first half. Um, we were just talking about a chance that we had what a minute and fourteen seconds into the game. So, uh, I think it's fine margins, but. At the end of the day, they took their limited number of chances and we didn't, and we find ourselves two goals behind going into the second leg away in Norway. So it's a bit of a tricky situation we found ourselves in, but we just need to uh, stick to ball and believe in ourselves and hopefully at least take it to extra time, if not turn it around.
3: Yeah, I don't think we're out of this as of yet. I don't think Bodo's seen anything near the kind of football that we can play um, in the group stages of the Europa League, Lawrence. We went to to Spain. We scored three goals over there. Um, granted, one of them was a consolation goal at the very end. We went to Germany, scored twice. And we went to varos and scored three times. So we've certainly got a good, decent track record of uh, getting the results away from home in European football. I agree with you, Patty, in that the atmosphere, I think, changed very quick inside Celtic, Park in the first evening when we went down 1-0. But just before we came on air, I think, you know, I think that's if I get me the a chance one minute fifteen seconds into the game, the ball comes into my head, it's a lovely wee slip ball through, it goes across. But it's really unlucky you not know, to actually get a wee touch on it, and if it went one up minute and fifteen seconds into the game, um, you know, I think it could have been a completely different game of football, but again, of course that is football. Um, Lawrence, uh went Bodo in front six minutes. Very neat bit of player in their box. Um, what was your take on it? Because I know you're like myself, i a fan of Greg Taylor, but, you know, he was left wanting for that goal and Celtic were left wanting really at that goal and it was just so quick and easy for a team that's not played in so long. They were right at it and in six minutes they capitalised.
5: Yeah, look, listen, they've just been focusing on this game for the, the past three weeks or so, but it's half time. You know, they had three chances and they, they took three chances. We, we had way more chances, just unfortunately they didn't take as many as them. So I, I think it's still all to play for. You know, at the end of the day... They, there was three chances they had. Unfortunately, scored all three. But we've touched on it. We, did, we scored in Belarus, uh, but we scored in Spain. Well, we scored in Germany. You know, no doubt we could turn this around uh, if we turn up, especially with Yakimakis looking bang in form. Sixteen touches, three goals. His best just not trying to control the ball, uh, isn't it? It's just best best first touch back in it. Seems to be uh, his game.
3: Yeah, um, Hamish Carton picked up in one of his videos on this in 67, he'll Patrick. The, the, the big man, I think, all his goals practically at Celtic so far, I think every single one of his goals have been one-touch finishes. Uh, his first goal against Johnston, you know, it's the, the, the ball across for Juranovic, I think. And bang, there he's there, might be, I think it's Juranovic. Juranovic is involved either. he's either second assist or uh, he actually gets the assist in that one. And he's just showed about his class. But we'll get to uh, George Xhaka Marcus when we come on to the Dundee game. Patrick, those goals that I've spoken about you know, in the Europa League group stages, does that follow you with a bit of confidence we've proved this season that we can go away from home in, in Europe and scored goals as well as that? In the game, You know, Bodo, four shots and target three goals, they were, they were clinical and that's what the manager says, you know, they were clinical. Um, I think it's, you know, and Thursday night it's a good opportunity for us to be clinical and again, you don't know what can happen at the start of a game of football if we get a chance like that presented one minute, fifteen seconds, and let me do Celtic Park be a completely different game again.
4: Yeah, hundred percent, and um, you know there was two games this season. I think it was uh, Alkmaar and Ferencváros. You know, Abada causes it to Kyogo, and we score after two minutes. And Kyogo won't be available, but if we score after two minutes, for the third European away match this season, that would give us a hell of a start. Um, I can't see them being that clinical again. Three goals from four shots on target, surely not. Um, I do fancy us to score two or three goals. or I think it's certainly possible that we can score two or three goals. It's whether or not we are able to keep a clean sheet because I can't see us winning 5-2 or anything like that. Um, but again, you just need to stick to the game plan. It's worked all season um, to a lesser extent in Europe but we are getting better every single week so we just need to keep trying to play to your best we know it's a tough game but you know if you want to develop yet and you want to improve you need to, you need to overcome these hurdles especially in Europe and um, I'm sure Angel will be fully concentrating on that
3: Um, get a lot of comments coming in saying good afternoon Martin, Robert there just before Paul coming in to say good afternoon Lawrence people are picking up on your dress today wondering if you're, you're heading to the court so I hope you're not heading to the court but um, I don't know what you'd be heading at the court for, but I know you can have quite wild nights out and stuff, so I hope that's (laughs) not the case. Um, Lawrence, what did you make of the baby press the game on Thursday? Because I thought at times we did look out of possession, a wee bit lost, um, and I thought I was really, really impressed with with Bodo's um, tactics in the game. They almost did what Liverpool do and playing that kind of 2-3-5 formation, just leaving the two centre-backs, letting the defensive midfielder drop right in with the two wing-backs. I mean, the ball went to the front five. We looked as if we were horses for courses at
5: times. I thought our midfield was wrong. Uh, I thought there was holes all over it. I am not too sure that Riley and Roger worked well together there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's maybe why we looked a wee bit. The, the, the press wasn't working right. You know, I, I think you know as much as Roger is now doing ninety minutes. I still think you know other people need to do his pressing for him. Uh, so I just I just think the midfield line up wrong, and that probably affected us. You know when we're pressing and when and I just let them slide balls through. Well, almost it looked like. So, look, it, it, it's half time. I'm sure Angel uh, reflect on it. Our forwards weren't on fire there, but you, you, you know, it, it looks as if we've got a return to form. They're going to be without their keeper, or without their first choice keeper. So, it's still what to play for. You know, you know, there's no away goals. Thank goodness. You know, that'd be a bit a bit too overturn. So, yeah, listen, we, we can still do it. And you can still be on the hook for two tickets on the 25th of May.
3: Hopefully. I hope so. Um, Patrick, what was your take on Celtic in and out of possession? Because I think I'm um, in agreement with Lawrence on that it probably wasn't the game to try Rodic and O'Reilly in the same team. And both of them, um, you know, kind of scrapped the talk, talked about six eights and 10s in that midfield. But, you know, both of them were kind of hugging the halfway line on uh, Thursday evening. And just, you know, I think if you look at the first goal, yes, Taylor's very poor, but you'd still expect those two midfielders to try and get in at the play. And the two of them are in the left wanting, they're way behind, and even in the game, um, they just weren't there. And, and again, I want to bring up this, and it was a conversation you and I had last week, Tom Rogic in European football for Celtic. Um, does his game suit it, or should we just be focusing on Big Tom and the domestic games? Because as of yet, Um, I think a lot of Celtic fans were looking at him over his course his Celtic career having noted too much when it gets to the group stages or or latter stages of tournaments. Um, Key player certainly in qualifying but after that I just I I don't know what it is. Patrick, what's your take on that?
4: Yeah, I don't think he's suited to most European games. I'm sure there are some games you know Betis playing Spain it's a much slower tempo you know in Europe it, it, it does quicken up so you know, he could play against a team like Abetis, Ferenc-Varos are, you know, no, no disrespect to a lesser level to Celtic. You know, Bodo are as well, but we've seen that they're actually a better team um, than Celtic. Well, certainly played better over the 90 minutes on Thursday. But I think games against Bodo, games against top-tier European sides like Leverkusen, I don't think you can rely on logic to be honest. Yeah. Um, there was moments, and I think it was halfway through the first half on Thursday night, you know, you had Jota, Maeda um, and Abada and they were just sort of leaving the Bodo back four. They they weren't particularly pressing. They sort of went to the full-backs, but they left the two centre-halves to do what they wanted. And I thought, that that's not the way that we normally play. We don't give anyone any time at all. Um, so it's as if it was a different game plan, which was a bit confusing. Um and again, Tom, I thought, just lost the ball far too often. I don't think he's I don't think he's got the running in him to be pressing the way that we need to press in Europe in order to um keep our keep her keep her consistency and keep her performance levels up. I um and I think you know, we saw the same problem with Turnbull earlier in the season. You know, people said he wasn't fast enough, he wasn't athletic enough, and that was probably right at the time he came on a bit, as did Vojic, but I think Still
3: at this level, they're probably not the quality that's required. No, um, certainly, you know, even Real Hattati wasn't, you know, wasn't included to in Thursdays and again, you don't know what he could have gave us. I think at the start of the Derby game, um, if we, we go back to that game, we were very aggressive in our press right away from the off and you could see what we were wanting to do. We didn't really have that in Thursday. I think that sucker punch goal at the very start of the game just... You know, took the spark, if there was any spark in his right out of us. Uh, Lawrence, Michael McDonald's came in in the comments to say that he believes that that Europe is for next season. What what is your take on this one? Because I I still would like Celtic to to win on Thursday, even I want us to win every game. I think for momentum purposes, um, it was disappointing to obviously lose on Thursday. As you rightly said, it's half-time in this tie. And, you know, I know that Patrick feels very strongly in this, that the 18-year hoodoo, of not winning a knockout tie after Christmas, it'd be great to get that monkey off the back.
5: So I think if maybe we reflect where we were at the beginning of the season. And I think anything in Europe's a bonus. But I, no, I agree with you that I want to progress on it, but I think it's a, a bonus. Next year, I would expect us to do something in Europe. I'd be more expected on it. But I think we've exceeded our expectations so far, both in, in the league and in Europe. So, But, you know, we're top of the league. It's half-time, you, you there's, there's nothing to stop us going on and running it if we put in a good performance. So, yeah, Ange I, has I got us way ahead of where we should be as a team. But, yeah, I, I think we should go for it and try and win this game. And it's the style of football Ange plays. He always talks about this. He only knows one style of football it's attacking football, it's trying to win the game. So, I wouldn't expect him to do anything different there. And if he does, you know, what's the message to the team? It, you do lose a bit of momentum, don't you? You know, but let's not go for it, let's just let let this tie go and concentrate in the league. So, I think, uh, I don't know if you boys remember when Wimbledon were going for a League and Cup double and way, way, way back, and, and the Lawrence. Come on, look at his face. <laughs> Come on, it, it, there's betamax videos out there that yeah, I'm sure it'll cover this. Uh, <laughs> broken ear, said it, to them, even beyond the you know, thing, just, just concentrate just concentrating the league. And it kind of, I think, it was the wrong message, just saying, Look. Just try one, one round on both, and they, and they seem to falter after after that. So, I I think, yeah, giving the, the message to a team to, you know, ease up. This isn't as important. or not putting out full strength teams kind of the wrong wrong philosophy. It's not Ange ball, is it? No you know, is to go. It's half time. Right, we're getting beat, but we can still turn us around and win it. One hundred percent, and
3: he said that in his stand sport interview uh, last week, Lawrence that. You know, Patrick, he said that if you want him to go out there and set up a team to get a draw, he can't do it. He wants to win every single game of football. That's the right thing to be seen as a Celtic manager. Um, I agree with Donald Matheson here, who says full select team on Thursday, led by Georges Giacomakis. I must This can still be done. I totally agree with that. Patrick, I'm a great believer in that if we do progress in Europe, get good results in Europe, that the domestic game takes care of itself. Yeah,
4: I mean, you'd like to hope so. Yeah. Um... You know, I, I was quite perplexed. I think we both said on here that we thought Hatati and Yakamaki should start on Thursday night, ended up going with project and Maeda. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not sure that's what cost us the game, but I, I think it, it upset our tempo. You know, I think we'd started X number of games in a row with Yakimaki's up front. He got his goal against Wraith. Hatati was absolutely in fire. I don't know if we we're arresting him. I'm not I'm not entirely sure what that was about. Um but I thought those two players should have started. And, you know, I think Katati, arguably, are on form best midfielder at the minute. Uh, I just think you need, need to play your best players. I think the other concern for Celtic would be that we've spent a lot of money on a lot of players. And I said on here last week that I thought we had better players than Bodo Glimt. And I still think that we do have better players than Bodo Glimt. However, I'm not sure if £4 million Carl Starfield gets into the Bodo Glimt team. I'm not sure if £3 million Greg Taylor gets into the Bodo Glimp team. Before the game, I'd have said that, you know, that those two players are better than anything Bodo Glimp have, but... Then you the Bodo, Bodo, Bodo Glimp. Aye. The, the system that they play, everyone is so drilled and so sharp to their system that they know what they're doing, and their centre-halves looked a lot more comfortable passing out from the back than ours did, Um so it's a difficult one because, you know, Starfield's a good player, Carter Vickers is a good player, and yet they are outplayed by the Norwegian champion centre-half. So it's, it's a difficult one to stomach and it's a difficult one to take because you don't actually know where you need to go from here. Because you're hmm. spending £10 million on two centre-backs and they're being outclassed by a team on, on where the has back nowhere
3: near. On the fullback, passage as well, when he was a right back playing at left back, they've just bought him. So I think this guy's uh, possibly his debut for Bodo, a competitive debut for Bodo. So um, I saw a comment earlier on, sorry to deflate this gentleman's afternoon, but there's absolutely no chance we're going to be buying him because they've just got him. But again, that ties in absolutely with what you're saying there, Patrick, and that as a team they were so well drilled that they could shift the right back over at left back, something we did on Sunday. Again, it works okay for us domestically. And he fits the system so, so well. Um, sorry to cut you off on that one, Patrick. You wouldn't add anything else into that, but you were saying there about players just not being at the, the same kind of, you know, drilled level that you, that you think Celtic players are at?
4: No, it's, um, you know, we've seen Tom Rodgett plenty of times this season, you know, playing like a player of the year performance. And, you know, we've seen him so many times. You know, the first, the two whole Bodger seasons, he was absolutely immense. I don't think British he did team. one. Player, yeah. Aye. I don't think he did
3: win Player of the Year. He didn't. But no, Scott Sinclair, um, Scott Brown, both years.
4: Yeah. Um. And yet, in Europe, it's just a, it's a different type of football. It's a different level, and I think it actually shows how poor Scottish football is to an extent because, you know, fifty percent of the time you are blowing teams away. You know, in first halves this season, you know, uh, Hibernian, Dundee. You know, we've been through it all before. There is now such a gap between Scottish football and Celtic and then Celtic and the rest of Europe. And you you sort of wonder where we go from here, to be honest.
3: Yeah, um, Paul Cockrell, one of our usual Tuesday contributors, came in to say, try win the league, then focus on Europe next time. Um, But that ties in just with what Patrick's saying there perfectly. Should the focus and the eggs all be in one basket, looking towards that that monetary income that can come with winning the league this year? Because if we win this the league this year, um, there's obviously still the chance that if whoever goes on to win the Champions League hasn't already qualified, Celtic might not get that place or the winners of the league might not get that place. But should that be where we're looking towards more importantly and trying to build on you know, income coming out of the club and trying to get the club where we are? Or is it just the case that this Celtic squad team is still very early in its uh, evolution of Ange Postacogluh? And results in Europe and progress will come eventually, given
5: time. Listen, progress will definitely come given time. But you know the the, the league, it, it, you know, it's priority number one, isn't it? You, you went to green the the championship. But you know if you had a choice just now over one in the conference league, you know, your second European trophy or a one in the league. I, 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 no, I'm not too sure. But there's no reason why we can't win both. You know, but we've got. A cushion in the league now, you know. Three points, number of goals ahead, but we're going well, and I, I just think changing the team up. And you know, we saw it against Alex of that's some of the boys that we, we brought in when we tried to play, a, maybe not the first 11, they, they just went up to the mark, were they? Really. It's so f- for me, I, I'd be going to try and win it, and I don't think it's kind of an either or here putting out your first team. I know it's on plastic pitches that they've not been the kindest to us, but. If we put out the first team we, and we win, you'd expect us to get a, you know, a huge lift off to that. You know, getting into face You know, yeah. you, know it, you know, they would be sky high, wouldn't they? If they overturned that result. So they saying that we're gonna to to play Hibs. Maloney's uh, looks to get them back, looks to have weathered the storm a wee bit there. He was waving a bit, but a couple of good goals at the weekends. Definitely got will have them up for the game. But, but for me, it's strong miss eleven both games. Yeah, as long as that strongest eleven's not a really in logic in the same midfield, <laughs> I think I think it just up, didn't work did it? It's yeah.
3: unless again it's going to come with time, but again as you say, it's not a game to be the experiment. And um, but I totally agree, with Lawrence. I think for me, it's strongest eleven in both games. I know that's a, a tagline today because it's been a discussion, it's been good around with people. Um, but I totally agree. I think if we get the wind party over there and then Norway. And they have to circle on Thursday. The momentum that I would give us going into Easter Road to be huge, um, but again, it's a very tricky tie. Um, again, one of our usual regular Tuesday contributors. I think we know it's not Gavin Stacking because you're probably in training at this point. time and having his lunch. Um, if he's having his lunch and he's tuning in, then fair play to him. But uh, he said that Big Gigi looks like it might be a bargain. Let's hope he's going to do the number seven jersey justice. Who was the last player to wear a number seven jersey for Celtic, James, and scored a hat trick? There's a the quiz question of the day. Any of years no?
4: I'll, to pass on that. I'll go Henrik, but I don't think it is him. Lawrence?
5: No, I don't know, no. Uh, no.
3: Robbie Keane, who Robbie. we're not going to talk about because Robbie <laughs> seems to have a wee bit of revisionism um, and seems to be one of these strange uh, players who are you know, deemed to play for Celtic, but then is going and playing in some uh, you know, world of living in a, a game. In the summer, which is a bit strange, but hey ho, um, it's good to see that ball keno, ball. Yeah. Well, uh,
5: the other keynote.
3: Well, um, the other keynote was opening, I think it was like in a kind of homeless shooter place in, in Cork at the weekend. And, and the photos on Twitter, if you've not checked out, and there's a guy there with him, Patrick. You know, I'm a big Roy keen fan, obviously, of the Celtic Man United connection. And there he's there with that, that green kit that we wore in his debut, um, away to Clyde, he'd signed the guy's jersey, and he's standing with the, the, the old Celtic top. so I hope uh, Roy Keane still takes an interest in Celtic, just as long as he does not fancy the gaffer's job any time soon. Um, As much as I like him as a a, a pundit and uh, as a football personality, no chance. Um, To go back to the Bodo game, because we're trying to cover Dundee and look forward to Thursday. Um, Patrick, we got the two chances after half-time. Jota came to life. It's a decent enough save from the goalkeeper Maeda has a chance to go, hits off his, his shoulder, but then, like, you know, 55 minutes, bang, um, again, Greg Taylor's left wanting, um, what what was your thoughts, on that goal, at 2-0, and did you think, that at that point, you know, we're done here, or did you still think, there was still a chance, we could get in, it? I thought there was still a goal, in us at that point, but it was really, really a poor goal, to concede, and you know, 10 minutes after half time, it's never good to, to concede a goal.
4: Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a sucker punch, that, um, you know he's on the deck, that guy. Uh, I think it's Solbach and his name is. He's on the deck for a good five minutes, and then we sort of we lose possession. They got the park. He sort of, he makes a miraculous recovery. You know I think sort of divine intervention there. Uh, you know isn't
3: too of pain much time there. at that chapel, Patrick. Divine <laughs> interventions. Tell us about this. Uh,
2: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet.
4: Uh, squares it to um, Pellegrino Pellegrino uh, Pellegrino Pellegrino um, hearts, hearts on the deck thinking he's going to hit it first time and you know he's just got an empty net uh, the,
3: the, the flick's lovely by is... the way I must say the, the B flick on is very yes. nice uh-huh. and they are probably you know, possibly get a penalty because uh, he gets clattered with the flick it's a really nice, nice yeah. finish you know the flick makes a goal
4: I've only seen it back now once. Is it definitely onside?
3: Because I know yes, were he's, 100% off, he's 100% onside. And again, play yeah, the okay. whistle. You see it, standing with a hand up, play the whistle. Taking lessons for Craig
4: Gordon there. Um, yes. With his hand up at every goal. Uh, but no, it's, it, it totally deflates the atmosphere. You know, it's hard to G a crowd up when you're 2 0 down. And, you know, there's something like 130 minutes left in the tie, but there's only about 40 minutes left in the game. Yeah, the best case scenario is a draw and you know, we get that Maeda goal and the, it really does lift the crowd but just like Copenhagen you know, we immediately concede another, it's it's incredible, the, the parallels and the similarities Um, I, I can't remember Greg Taylor having a, a worse game for Celtic um, I know he was caught wanting that Copenhagen tie as well but he was playing left wing back and he's not a left wing back he was playing in his natural position this time, and he was found wanting several times on the night. Is it difficult? Think the one
3: him. I don't think the system helped him at
4: all either. No, you know, you know. Uh, you can often find yourself blaming individuals for something that you know that is wrong with the system, and I think that's probably what happened. Yeah, but but I do at the think same time, the he definitely played. Side. Yeah, yeah, he definitely played badly, and I think I seen a a graph um, yesterday that. Uh, Dundee targeted our left-hand side uh, with goal kicks and something like 27 out of 30 goal kicks actually found a Dundee player. So that shows you our left hand side, people are targeting it. And it didn't really work for Dundee. I mean they did almost hold us to a draw, but you know, our quality showed in the end. Um but you know, just on, on Europe in general, a lot of people say, you know, or oh, we should focus in the league or we shouldn't focus in the league, focus in Europe, the league takes care of itself. I think this time it's very different because the league is effectively worth something like thirty-five million pounds, and it's never been like that before. You know, all through the attempted ten in a row, you're focusing on the league just for the sake of a league title. Whereas now you're focusing on it to take a, you know, it's a financial step up. Mm. Uh, not only that, you're depriving other teams in Scotland of thirty-five million pounds that they most desperately want. So it is. It's a massive financial uh, asset to have this season. So. I think focusing on the league might not be a bad thing.
3: No, um, again, you know, you're talking about that drop-down money. Again, that, that's 10 the end of the league. What you're going back to other Patrick, about the, the gap in quality between the SPFL size and the, and the Premier League and, uh, you know, the big two, if you will, you know, it's there to see. Um, and even on that, you know, when you look at it, the money is absolutely massive. How that money's invested into the club is obviously, you know, a different thing. Last summer, you know, ten million pound between two players, two that are likely to get shipped out. It's about using that money wisely. But I would uh, trust Ange Postecoglou to to use that money wisely. Um, Lawrence, we got back into the game with that header from Maeda. It's a great cross from Juranovic, cracking header. But um, I think there was a lot of people like Copenhagen, but they seemed to panic we get excited at that point in time, we've got a goal back, it should just be a case of calming right down, getting a bit of control of the game again, Bodo just went right at us, and they get the deflected goal, and again, you know, the goal, Vettleson's goal, it doesn't happen in every game, but, you know, he's taking the strike and he's seen the gap, and bang, it's went into the back of the net, and that's it, at that point in time, 3-1. Listen,
5: there's a bit of good fortune about it, you know, it's deflection, as you say, you know, you close up for five minutes and then go for it, but we didn't much lock it on the night because they had two penalties for you know, for players straying straight offside, you know. Mm. So and in another, another game we about a lot those boys don't stray off offside. And we got a couple of penalties, so uh, we didn't get, have much going for us. They didn't have many chances. I think we, you know, we more of the ball with more passes. I think it was like twelve corners to nothing. I, I I don't think the second half, yeah or sorry the second tie is beyond us, beyond us I'm saying the second half but you know it is only half time I think we, we, we could easily turn this around just need to learn how to play in plastic you know and if, if we can turn this around over there you never know it might give us some hope for beating Livingston away
3: um, Lawrence Brown Warriors is digging you up because I, I remember this podcast and he's asking you again Are he's still not convinced that Jackie Macus is good enough for Celtic
5: so you know he's three goals uh, Hattrick Brilliant performance, but I wasn't convinced by his earlier performances when he's not scoring and missing chances. You know, uh, hopefully he can continue those, these performances and continue getting his goals. But you know, it's going to be over the long term. What is that? Um, uh, Morrison said that it's over. kind of nine hundred minutes before he before he judges, but he was missing some chances uh, in other games. I mean, fr- I thought he had a crack in sixty minutes against Rangers. I thought that was probably his best sixty minutes up to that point. But it, it looked standard I, in that game. Look to put, be putting in a lot more effort and closing down a lot better than that we hadn't seen him before. A way to aloe, I thought it was terrible, you know. So, hopefully, he continues scoring goals. But is one hat trick going to convince me that, you know, he's our answer at centre forward and he's now first choice centre forward? Not yet, you know. I'd, if Kyogo was fit, I'd say he would start in front of him. He's probably put himself starting in front of Maeda. In fact, last Tuesday, all three of us had him starting instead of Maeda. But, yeah. you know, I, I think he's got to do. More than score three goals against Dundee. If it scores three against Bodo, glumped away, you know, it would go a long way to convincing me.
3: You'll have his name tattooed. Basically, I had to wait to of Bodo. Me and Patrick will chip in for it out with that for the deal for you. Um, but Patrick, you we can know, get you it done
5: on to... the 25th of May when you're giving us the, the
3: tickets <laughs> over Albania. You'll get your heart set in this, by the way. You're going to be going on to this, to I And mean? as I mean, you know, um, Celtic really didn't get a result, so you can continue this part of me. But, Patrick, see what you were talking about the Champions League earlier. Last time Champions League music played at Celtic Park, December 2017, when we got beaten by Anderlecht, um, it's a long, long time. It'll be five years if we don't do it this year, so we don't want that to happen. Um, and you can see, you know, you can see the level and the change in European competition as well. The teams in the Champions League, look at Man City last week, you know, away to the Portuguese champions and they absolutely battered them, man. Um, so, yeah, and even, you know, Salzburg came pretty close against... I know we get beat over the two games, I say pretty close against, but you know, we didn't look we went one up in, in Austria. You know, they, they held by Munich last week, so you can even see that there's a, there's a step up and level for those teams. Um Patrick, what would you say is the biggest things that we can learn from that game last Thursday against Bodo Glimp? Um I, I said to you, you know, not that we should be modeling ourselves in Bodo Glimp, but in terms of the way that they're drilled, in terms of the way they're in and out of possession, that they played Ange Ball as we've come to know it, pretty well, didn't they, last Thursday?
4: They did, they did. Um, they were sweet-wise as well, you know. I know it was our first competitive game for two and a half months or something, but they were getting cramped left, right and centre, going down, wasting time. And, you know, wasting time could ultimately cost them with that um, goalkeeper getting a yellow card. You know, he's now out for the game on Thursday and I think that could be a big miss because I think, you know, playing it out from the back and then also being a, a pretty decent shot-stopper, I think he was quite crucial with their defending.
0: Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
4: I, they, I don't want to say they are where we want to be because I don't think that should be the, the height of our ambitions. You know, Bodo limped No offense to them. You know, they did beat us three-one at home, but I don't think they should be where 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 we aim to be. Um, but as you say, you know, that that European competition it, it it has changed the last couple of years. You know, the two times we qualified under Rogers, I think we only had to play three ties in the qualify qualifying rounds, and then the cycle changed, and we had to play four. And you know that that Champions League music plays in the playoff and we still haven't heard it since December twenty seventeen. So that shows you that the, the four qualification ties was just too much for us. We couldn't even get to a playoff game. So it, it's incredibly difficult. And it's also why the league is so important. Um especially this season because of the automatic entry. Well, you assume automatic entry, as long as whoever wins it also qualifies for it through their league pass. Um you've just got to think about the next game and you've got to think, you know, if we play our best stuff, I'd like to think we can at least take it to extra time on Thursday and then just see what happens from there.
3: No, I totally agree with you. I would like us to, to go get the result, you know, to get that eighteen year hoodoo off the bat and again I think it gives the team a great momentum heading into the game at Easter Road. Um well, just finally before we wrap up on this one probably around Celtic in, in Europe um, something in our game that I've noticed ever more increasingly Matt O'Reilly when he came in was taking corners for his you know and he looked as if he was pretty decent at it And Thursday evening made 12 corners to Bodo zero can you remember anything that we created out of those corners on Thursday night?
5: No nothing we, we, we don't create a lot you know we don't have a lot uh, A height in the team you we're know, two centre-halves or six foot and if you look through their, their history they don't score a lot of goals you know it's one or two a season it's so we don't have a lot of threat there. You know, O'Reilly's one of our taller midfielders, but he's taking the corners. Rogic's one of the taller guys of the team, but he's not a threat in the air. So, you know, hopefully, Yakimakis uh, kicks on from his hat trick against bottom league Dundee to to provide a bit of real threat in there. But I think it's something we've continually said we don't seem to get a lot from corners, and conversely, it's maybe why we're so bad at defending them as well. Well. We don't have guys that are particularly strong in there. You know, if you were to bet someone's going ahead header for us, who would it be? <laughs> you, you know, it's kind of... Is there anyone out there that's a favourite?
3: Chris, Chris Julian who's on the, the bench. Stephen Welsh. Is gonna get... well, Stephen Welsh, I think, might be the last one to do it. Um...
4: Yeah, and scored a corner at the weekend. He scored ahead header at the weekend, so not a corner. Yep. Yeah. So hope, hopefully he kicks corner, on. Be. I don't know
3: what Patrick saying, so hopefully he no. kicks on. Um what it, What's your thoughts on that one with the corners? Even again, I thought, Boulder, we saw that of an increasing thing kind of creep into a game again and it was cross, cross, cross and just nothing. Um, it was very frustrating at times last Thursday evening with that.
4: Yeah, we seem to, in the games that we are frustrating for ourselves, we seem to end up just crossing it constantly. That's in my own game being the, the absolute peak. I think we had something like 60 crosses or something and couldn't get a single goal. Um. You know, it's yeah. obviously what we up to when it isn't working. Luckily it paid off against Dundee, but again at Dundee, set pieces are our, down, are at, are our downfall uh, at both ends of the park. You know, we concede from two set pieces, and then I've just checked there, we had 11 corners and didn't do a single thing from them. 12,
3: Twelve corners. 12? Twelve. No, Twelve I'm
4: talking about the, the BBC game.
3: Oh, sorry, the Dundee game? Yeah, uh-huh. sorry. Right.
4: Uh, we had 11-2 um, and it, you said against Bodo, twelve to zero, you know. Mm-hmm. It's hard to think that they didn't have a corner. It, it just shows that they didn't apart from the goals they scored, they didn't really test the goalkeeper. You know, nothing really was palmed out or kicked away. It's it's it was so clinical and you know, the third goal is a sucker punch because it takes such a massive deflection. But it was our downfall last season. You know, we we didn't have a massive problem scoring last season, as bad as we were. It was the it was the goals we conceded. I think something like thirteen out of the sixteen halfway through the season were from set pieces. I or set rotation. Yeah, yeah. I mean that counts from like throw-ins and corners, and you know, as you say, uh, second attempts and all all that sort of stuff. But it's been a problem for two years now, and it's something that Ange obviously hasn't sorted out. I mean, we can see less goals in the league. Granted, but the goals that we do concede are coming from set pieces. Still, it, we have a real, real problem with us and you know, at that top level, it's going to cost us. Um, you, can't, you can't expect to compete in Europe if you can't defend a corner.
3: No, absolutely. And this leads us on to our next conversation. And uh, it comes in from a Facebook user. Sorry, Lawrence, I'm blocking you just now while I read this out. Our corner conversion is woeful. We're also losing goals in corners with teams who are blocking players in any particular move that's a tatty playing with his socks and Sunday. Yeah, I noticed that uh, in the sports scene. as if he's fixing his shin guard. Completely switched off when that corner comes in. But Lawrence... Um, we came on air. There's a you know two hands roomed about O'Reilly at the corner. Um, that Dundee can convert. What was your take on that? And again, up at Petodri, I thought the one on Starfield, I think it was. Uh, yeah, on round the foul it was a yeah. foul. What, what, what is the difference with the two? And what's your thoughts on that
5: one? Well, it's a foul. I think that's why O'Reilly's got his hands out, isn't it? Ref, <laughs> I can't remember where the guy's holding me here. Um, it's a foul. Obviously, I've not got, got them. I'm sure they. Press are now going to shout for VAR about that. Both of those uh, will back up their case for VAR. But yeah, both of them players blocked it's well. Listen, we average, I think, about 10 corners a game this season. Um, <laughs> we really need to do it better. Yeah, it's Whether it's learnt, we've got to learn we're going to be blocked, haven't we? You know, and find a way out of it. But then again, the Riley's maybe going, more well, fast. shove him, is the ref going to point to the spot here? It's something you'd expect to get picked up, and especially when he's got his arms out and he, he's shouting at the ref, either the ref or the assistant ref, should be picking up and the guys holding them round the waist, stopping him from being moving. Mm. You know, it, would be a, it wouldn't be the goal; it would have been a fill. It's both both games. It's kind of pivotal decisions, isn't it? It's get dragging the, the other teams back into it. So, mm. it's hopefully something that um, they had the head of ref it means having a word about. I'm sure he'll, he'll come out in the press.
3: Yeah, well, Crawford allen has been quite vocal this season, so if he wants to, you know, pick up these things, he's more than welcome to. Um, Lewis there, who again I've uh, spoken about on here. If you want to check out any updates with CLTP team, um, Lewis is your man on Twitter. Give him a follow. But he's reminded us, Patrick, that we scored from the short corner or the opening goal on Sunday. Um, that might be something we might look to do more often this season because yeah, we have got that goal from it. It might be you know something. If we're not doing it, as we've already said, you know, direct from corners probably try this more often than not now
4: yeah and we, we do take a lot of short corners now um, I mean obviously that is something that Angie and the, the backroom staff have identified I'm, I'm just trying to think there the corners that we've scored this season you know Welsh scored one against Hearts and against Real Betis Carter Vickers scored one against Hibbs um, I'm trying to think beyond that I, I can't think of one that's you know straight into the box that we've scored from Uh but as, as Lewis said, you know, we've got these short corners. We obviously fancy ourselves better, keeping the ball on the ground. Um, It's less of a risk, less of a gamble. We know that we're in control of the ball, try to break a team down. Um, And, it, you know, it worked uh, on Sunday there. And what a finish, by the way, from Yaka for that first goal. That was incredible um, to, to turn like that. Um, But, yeah, maybe that's what we'll do in the future. It doesn't help us define corners. You know, we're, we're still conceding goals from set pieces, Um. And it can be a downfall at times. Um, so we need to look at the defence, I think, uh, from set pieces because it cost us in Sunday and it cost us last season and it will probably cost us in Europe in the future if we don't get it sorted.
3: I like this idea from Stainesville the Doctor. Again, our usual t- Tuesday contributor that we should invite a ref on to explain some of the crazy decisions. Um, they're more than welcome, but I don't think they'd be, they'd be interested in coming on here um, to, to talk about decisions. But... Um, Let's get to the meat and bones of Sunday afternoon. It was obviously a disappointment in Europe. On Thursday, Lawrence, we had the chance to go three points to at the top of the table. Um, there was a bit of pressure on the team. We went one down, um, just covered there. But we rose to the occasion, and Jackie Mackis is the man of the moment for us.
5: Yeah, he can certainly, certainly take an elbow to the face, can't he? You know, he's <laughs> been, been top him. Uh, again, must be the ref and assistant left, but. Three goals, you know, three first-time touches, left foot, right foot, header. We just need to do it against, as well as teams at the bottom of the table, we won't be doing it against teams at the top of the table, or near the top of the table. Uh, but not the top, we want to remain there. But uh, yeah, you know what, I think Yakamakis since the Rangers games really kicked on. I thought Rangers was his best performance, but... It's all about just picking up the three points in the, these games, you know, seeing it as a, a mini league until the split. If you can win every game through the split, you know, you get a chance to beat, and then we'll see what we, uh, way the fixture list falls, who we're visiting more often than not. Yeah. But it was just about three points. We've we done it done it the hard way, but, you know, the team's dragged on our performance out. It's not bad for a 60 minute team with all these late goals.
3: Yeah, team full of, what, what was it, the phrase that came up last night on Twitter Patrick? was it workers or something like that, grafters something like that, workies I think it might have been oh, I don't um, know. Eight, 8 consecutive league wins, Patrick, 21 games in the league unbeaten um, what what was your take on that, because again I'm totally agree with the Lawrence here, whether it's 3 to 1-0 8-7, I don't really care how we're winning games <laughs> as long as we're getting 3 points, that is the main thing for Celtic
4: yeah, I mean, as long as you play well and get three points, because, no, you support a football team if they're not going to play well and win the game. If it's a boring one, nothing. It's not much entertainment. And as you know, Jock Steen and Betty All said, "You're there to entertain." Um, that's the most important thing. And it, you know, we are entertaining. Angeball is entertaining, and we are also getting the three points. But I think it's quite interesting. Every time there's been pressure on us. We've either slipped up or left it late. You know, that Livingston game, we, have a, we had a chance to win it after the 90 minutes with that penalty. And unfortunately for Yakimakis, he probably takes the worst penalty of his, of his entire career to date. Um, Dundee United, obviously, uh, we leave it until at, uh, injury time as well. And then at the weekend there, we'll leave it till the 86th minute. And all three times, you know, you, you look at the stats, the expected goals and total shots and stuff, possession, passes. We deserve to win all three games. Uh, we didn't, we only won two. But, you know, that's, that's football, isn't it? Um, so we've taken our chances thus far. We're three points ahead. We're 31 points away from our title. Um, we just need to keep on playing our best football, picking up three points. And, you know, if we play the way that we did at Easter Road the last time, I'd, I'll take a 3-1 victory again.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think it was good to get that hoodoo off the back. Um, it's always a tough place to go. Um, Sean Maloney you know touched on it earlier Lawrence good one at the weekend for them against Ross County but uh, you know a very different game against ourselves um, somebody's come in on, on YouTube to comment good to see if we can grind out results for the champions I totally agree with that one um, I just hope it's sustainable for the next 11 games so that we can continue to do that or even you know, raise a level a bit in games yeah, Lawrence it's going to come to you in this one um, Ryan Kelly I came in to ask, uh, how can we manage to get Julian fully back in the team again? Now that the fact that we find ourselves in the title running stage of the season, is it worth taking a chance on him? I know you had thoughts on this and January, Lawrence, but as he stands, he's obviously still a Celtic player. He's on the bench. Another clip came out yesterday, but he's talking about his recovery back in the team. What is the type of games that he's going to get the chance in? Because Bodo, I don't think, the type of game to give him the chance in Eastern Roads, not the type of game. As a game like at mum at home, the game to play Chris Julian and, you know, be the Tate in centre-half, so is that something that we just shouldn't be even thinking about at this point in time? And even if we're going to do that, should it not be Stephen Welsh instead the Tate in centre-half instead of Chris Julian?
5: Well, I think Welsh is ahead of him. The only time Julian's going to get any minutes is if we well, two or three up and he'll come on get 15, 20 minutes. It's, what, 13, 14 months now since the last kick for the ball. Yeah, you know, in the first team, uh, he, he's going to be miles off. It he, he got what fifteen minutes, but, but he's, 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 I think, he's going to be miles off the pace. And I don't think he'll get. I don't. I don't think he'll get in, into the team again. There, not his first choice for the rest of this season. And then it will leave us with the summer to kind of decide uh, what we do with him with a his contract. But yeah, Julian's. it I, I think he's yesterday's man uh, at this stage. If we keep a. Older Cameron Carter-Vickers. Uh, hopefully, Andrew's looking for a left-hand-sided centre-half. Because, you know, Stafford's a right-hand-side centre-half. He's just he's playing out of position. He's... So, I can't see Julian getting any meaningful minutes, shall we say. Yeah, the only time I can think see him playing is off the bench when we're two or three up.
3: Yeah, uh, you know, I think there's going to be limited chances, Patrick, to, to give him that opportunity. Even now, Scottish Cup game away at Tanaday. She's not the one to be trying out things and trying to give players uh, game time. Um, you know, we're talking about centre-half there. Uh, Patrick, I'll come to you in this one. We saw Tony Ralston and Josip Juranovic um, again as fullbacks so at the beginning. Greg Taylor, you know, in the team. Um, what were your thoughts on that one? Is that something you think we could possibly go back to? The goal, the third goal, obviously, comes from, from Tony Ralston. And I'm going to give him some real uh, praise here, and I think he's really due it. Um, Big, big moments for us this season He's a big moment player 20 appearances 4 goals 7 assists That assist on Sunday He went top of our assist chart Over Abada and Rogic He really has been playing out with skin For us this season um, He's a player that I think Ange can trust I certainly trust him when he's in that team Is it that we go back to To Tony Ralston and Josip Urano is, is that something you think We could possibly see on Thursday night?
4: Possibly Possibly Um I'd be quite worried if I was Greg Taylor because you know we all know that he played badly, um, or certainly had a bad performance. But for the manager to actually drop him and play someone out of position, you know it, it must that must hurt as a football player, um, especially when it's Dundee and you know as much as a bad game. You probably fancy Greg Taylor to do okay against Dundee, especially at home. Um, but no, as you say, eh, I, I think he will. Eh, that's probably why he done it against Sunday, actually, eh, to sort of test it out and make sure Jovanovic still feels comfortable in that position. Um, full credit to Alston. I think what was that? Eleven goal, go, eh, goal contributions, four goals, seven assists this season. You read out four there. Four goals, seven assists. He's top of the charts. There you go, and it also shows you know just how important that position is for us. You know, I think we have got the, by far the most cutbacks in the league, eh, and it shows you. Your goals can, uh, come from cutbacks if your second-choice right-back has seven assists. um, I think Ralston at right-back is arguably better than Greg Taylor at left-back. And we know that Jovanovic at left-back is better than Greg Taylor at left-back. So I think that probably is the selection uh, for Thursday. It's evidently a target for us in the transfer window this summer. You know, If we want to take that next level, we probably need to sign at least
2: Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 in Cox serviceable areas. Visit coxcom internet for details.
4: You know, two or three players, maybe four. And I think that's probably one of the three or four positions we'll be looking at, um, in my opinion.
3: Steam1967 comes in on YouTube to say, Fort Uranovic left, impacted the whole balance of the team at the weekend. He doesn't think it would work against quality opposition. Johnny Ryan is agreeing with that and that he thinks that Taylor will be back and on Thursday. Um, Lawrence, what's yours taking us? Who do you think will be at left-back and who do you think will be right-back when we go to, to Bodo? Or on Thursday, do you think that the balance of the team is upset? Um, Patrick mentioned earlier that Dundee targeted that left-hand side. Um, what was what, your thoughts on that one? I definitely think
5: the, the balance of the team's upset it means your left-hand centre-back's right-footed and your left-back's right-footed. So, you know, your back four is all predominantly right-footed. So it does not upset the balance. And that's maybe why, you know, Dundee played to it. I know they've got maybe the new manager bounce, but let's not forget, you know, they're bottom of the league, Dundee. And although, you know, we won, it wasn't wholly convincing. So I'd expect to see Taylor coming back in at left-back. And, you know, I'll, I'd probably leave Ralston in at right-back just now
3: it's a fair shout. Um, you know Daniels came in there to say for times assist in the league by Tony Boy fair play to him because I think at the start of the season we keep getting back to this Nanny so you know becoming such an important player for us that um, he is and he seems to always be like to be involved in the, the late goal obviously the one up at, at Dingwall um, the place went absolutely crazy and then he gets that assist at the weekend but again you, you saw even Juranovic at that point passing like bombing down that right hand side and he, if you look back at the unique angle Juranovic is kind of a bit for safety with the ball then gets the ball over and Jacobis gets his header and his hat trick and, and wins the game. Um it's six goals Patrick from five starts for George Jacobis. Um since that miss against Livingston. It was a perfect hat trick left right um sorry, right left I think it was. Um try to think cut that ball the ball out. it was right left and then the header. Um how important can he be for us for the rest of this season if he stays fit? Because, you know, I disagree with Lawrence on the point. What, what he was saying about him earlier, I think, have not having that pre-season uh, affected him. He's came back and after January. He's worked hard. He's hit his head down. And at this point in time, I, I certainly I, I agree with what Lawrence said, that his second choice, if Kyogo's back, when that'll be, I hope it's in the coming weeks, he's probably second choice to Kyogo, But if he keeps up this form... You know, there's no reason why Kyogo merits just to walk into the team if Jakimakis is scoring goals every week. But you know how important Kyogo for the hash can be to his, but it won't be easy for him to get back in. And again, I think that'll improve his game when he comes back in, that there's somebody pushing there.
4: I think Andrew's the type to drop Jakimakis immediately, as soon as Kyogo's fit. You think so? Um, Yep. He dropped Ralston for the cup final after he scored the 97th minute winner. I, I think he'll be totally listless and put Kyle go straight back in as
5: soon as he's fit. That might not probably. be for another month. I, I think it, it... might not be for another month. Yeah, It'll but... It'll probably depend what Juranovic does between... Uh, sorry, Jakimakis does between now and when Kyle goes fit. He, if he scores a hat-trick in a hat-trick.
4: game, I think he'll probably keep his yeah.
5: position. Yeah, you know, it's a hat-trick against Dundee, bottom of the league, but if he does it against higher quality opposition, you know, if he, if he goes to Ibrox and scores a, a, a hat-trick, it'd be hard to take him out of the team then. So, we need them to do it against higher level opposition and more consistently.
4: I think I think Kyogo's maybe three or four weeks away. I think you'll put them straight back in. In my opinion, I, I think when you know we, we go to Ibrox in something like uh, four and a half weeks, five and a half weeks, I can certainly see Kyogo playing in that oh game. Oh yeah,
3: fit. Totally, totally agree with that. But again, it's about the team the two of them. And I'm just saying that I don't think Kyogo walks in and keeps throughout the team completely. Jackie Marcus has already proved as well. Uh, later stages of games, they might be quite effective when coming on in 60, 70 minutes. You know, he holds the ball up quite well. He's a big physical presence, and we can see that he knows where the net is. Um, and again, where, where does Maeda fit in all of this? Because we're talking about Kyogo, we're talking about Jack Marcus. I've seen him play out in the wing at the weekend, Patrick. Um, to me, fully fit. Everybody firing. Your front three is Kyogo, Abada, and Jota. So where, where does Maeda come in and all of that?
4: Well, he's, he's certainly the third choice striker. Um, when it comes to left winger, he's probably second choice to Jota. Um, but, you know, Jota can play either side. It just gives us options. You know, I don't think there's any cause for concern. He's still not our player, technically. I know we've got an obligation to buy him, but he still is technically a lone player just now. Um, I can see him probably being our first choice left winger next season, if I'm being honest. Um, you know, there was a lot of noise about Jota. In December and January, it's sort of quieting down now. I think if, if it's between him and Carter Vickers, I think we're probably going to move for Carter Vickers first. Um, I would love us to sign them both. I want us to sign them both. I can't see it happening, if I'm being honest. So I, I can definitely see Maeda being maybe our first choice left winger next season. Uh, for the rest of this season, you know, he's, he's an incredibly quick player. Great at pressing the ball. He's making those runs in the box. You know, he made so many runs against Bodo and we just couldn't find him. You know, our build-up play just wasn't good enough. We're sort of creating half chances and eventually does get his goal. But, you know, if we're if we if we're able to create chances, he'll get on the end of them. Um, so it's good to have an option uh, who can play in striker and left wing. But I don't think he's a first-choice starter, as you say.
3: Yeah, I think he's done really well, though, since he's came in. You know, I think... There needs to be people shouldn't have any expectation. You know, Kyogo came in and had the ground absolutely running. It must be very difficult to to come to, to Scotland. You know, halfway around the world from Japan, and he finished top goals for the league in there. So he certainly, certainly, he scored goals. It's just about giving a guy time, and, and from what I've seen, I think he can be a top top quality player from Celtic. You know, Jakima, gets it's that second goal from a decent ball in from him. It's a cracking header at the weekend. I saw both what he can do, and I think he's a very important player. You know, in terms of rotation going forward here, Dyson Maeda can be a real top player for us um, in the coming weeks and can be a really important player and hopefully going on to win that league championship. Um, Lawrence Beaton came on uh, for a wee cameo at the weekend. I think everybody in the stadium, um, apart from Ange Posto Coglu, probably questioned it when he came on himself. A bad at-home, Roger all went up the park. But I thought he was excellent when he came on. It was the player that we definitely needed in there. They did that anchor role very well and I think for me looking forward to Thursday I'd definitely be playing near Beaton on Thursday and letting Callum McGregor push a wee bit further forward what's your thoughts on that one?
5: Yeah, nice position for for Beaton his position excels in so yeah, I think it's a brilliant option to have there Callum I do like him further forward I don't know how much this the mask is a, affecting Callum and what he can see and, and his contribution to the team but, He's commented
3: yeah. on that he said that after the Rangers game that his vision wasn't as you know perfect as it usually is. Without that, so it's obviously an issue to an extent, not a big issue, but it is there.
5: But no worries about playing Beaten there. But just come back to me, I, I think the way Ange plays, you're going to need to change your front front three at some point during the game. He asked them to do an awful lot of work, doesn't he? So it's. I think we'll all get a chance. Uh, it's just getting up to speed. We, we forget the Japanese guys are like a season and a half now without a break, aren't they? It's mm-hmm. it's maybe the amount of footballs tailing on them a wee bit. I don't know, but I think a forward players, you know, that front three will all get a chance, won't it? And then it's just a matter of taking it and being ready for it. Uh, he's really quick, closes down. Yeah, can see him playing the left. Can see him play through the middle. Same with Kyogo. Maybe, it'll they, be interesting to see the two of them in the team together. I think, you know, they'll link up well. Because I think that's maybe what's missing. Kind of the link up sometimes between the front players isn't as... point you'd want it to be. You, you know, you, you kind of get back to Sutton and Hartson. It was almost telepathic, wasn't it? The way halves kind of that between the players and the team just now, I'm not too sure. But maybe it'll come with game time. But I look forward to seeing Nade and Kyogo. Maybe we'll have a couple of games to spare at the end of us, because we're 30 points away if we win in the league, aren't we? Yeah. With the Supreme goal it. difference,
3: I. I just know uh, it's 11 games. I, I'm not doing the maths too quickly,
4: We've got a hell of a lot of
5: coming up. If we win 10 of our games, we'll, we'll, we'll win. Yeah,
4: them. we've got a nine goal advantage, so it is, it's basically 30 points, I. Eh?
5: So, so you'd be beating so, the Rangers in one of the games if you win 10?
3: That is is two, high. So, yeah. so you'd be
5: six, so, six points ahead.
3: Yeah. It all depends one game at a time it's one game at a time Certainly. you can't look at this fixture list you know I think a lot of people would have looked at Dundee and Sunday and thought bottom of the league yeah Mark McGee's come in as a new gaffer but that'll be an easy three points for us look how that turned out it's not going to be easy this running we'll still to go to Easter Road again and still we to go to the Spaghetti had two places that we've struggled with in the past and um, hopefully again it's about getting uh, hoodoos gone hopefully this season that could be put right on Thursday we've already did the Easter Road this year uh, this season sorry not this year that was obviously last uh, year in October um, hopefully that's another one to tick off um, Patrick bottom six
5: though, is going to be scraping for points aren't they because yeah it's very tight it's very You're very deep, tight I suppose you don't really want to be facing the bottom six just now because I mean, even I think if you look at the tables they're probably better than like the team's 40 yeah, a 3 a three, 5 in terms of their, their last six results I think down there they're all fighting for their lives aren't they
3: yeah. Um Brunmore has just come in to say he thinks that Maeda could have had a hatchet against India. He's definitely getting into the positions and I think he will you know, kick on. Not that he's not already kicked on because he's scored You know, his scoring record is very good. His assists are, are fairly decent as well too so I think there's still plenty of time to rotate. I agree with you Lawrence you know the front that played over in Fernich Varos looks as if they complemented very well. It'll be interesting to see how Kyogo. Uh, links up with Maeda when he comes back into the side. When that will be, we don't know. Um Patrick near beat on, what's your thoughts on that when he didn't give the ball away once when he came on at the weekend. I know you're not his biggest fan, but in European football I think at times maybe we need that anchor just to give the back four a bit of protection. He stole the game in Leverkusen near beat on, on Thursday night in Norway, yes or no?
4: I don't know, is the honest answer. Um i never know. asked for that, I don't know I said yes or no. Uh, well, it's, it's all you're getting, I'm afraid, because we didn't match them for for tempo, for playing our own game. I think our, our own game's a lot slower when your beat-on plays. So it's whether we fancy ourselves to match them and outplay them or whether we just sort of try and contain them and hope that our five forward players can create something. Um <laughs> And it's down to Ange, you know, I'm not sure what he'll do. One thing I will say is I really hope that Hatati and uh, Yakimakis start I'd find it hard to imagine him dropping Yakimakis after after Sunday. But you know, if he's got if he got a plan in his head he'll stick to it definitely, he totally believes in what he's doing. I would definitely start Hatati though I thought he was a big miss. Um I know he's uh, he was caught fixing his shin pads at the first goal of the weekend, but hopefully we won't give them a lot of set pieces. Uh, there's no corners obviously so I'd, I'd certainly go with Hatati and McGregor who fills that other space I'm not too sure um, but if he plays Beaton I'll have no complaints as long as he plays him in midfield
3: Yeah um, 100% I've seen their Beaton feature too much for in European football at centre half I don't think there's a chance of that but I'd certainly give him the game in midfield um, again a player who seems to be the forgotten manager, is Yusuke um came on against Tabs. Uh, you know, featured against Alawa if it wasn't for that crunching challenge, I'd be interested to see where he won't be Thursday, definitely won't be Thursday. But to see again where he gets game time, I do think that uh, he thinks he'll probably get a chance at one point and then the team I'd be interested to see how he plays. He was one of the ones I think Patrick that people said it was fair, fair whack of money that we'd paid for him. Um so be to see how he plays. Lawrence looking towards Thursday, what would be your starting eleven? Is it important to, to test Bodo early and try and getting an early goal to put us in the front foot it's going to be tough as I say um, I was talking to J.P. Taylor yesterday who'd been over there to, to have a look about he's posted a, an image in Twitter Pat, that you said it looks a bit like a shed to get into the ground it's going to be a bit like Gayfield and it's all open it'll be a cold wind coming through um, is it just getting that early goal and trying to test out a team who's not played in three months and seeing if we can put them under a bit of pressure at, at, their, at their own backyard
5: yeah, it'll be no surprise that we're going to play attacking football under engine and, and go for an early goal. You know, if you get the early goal, there's only one in it, so it's all to play for. I mean, you know, if you score the first five, ten minutes, Bodo might, you know, might get a bit worried. You know, it puts a different complexion on it from, for them. My team, I would have Hart and Goals, Taylor, Starfelt, Carr Vickers, Ralston. I'd play Beaton, Rio. Rodic, Jota, Yakimakis, and Abada. I'd give karl a rest and keep him on the bench.
3: I can't see that happening. I think karl the integral part of that Celtic team, part my team. I'm not saying but,
5: team, that no, would be Andrew's
3: team, That I think he'll play on, on Thursday. I think it'll be Joe Harton Goals. I think it'll be a back four of Anthony Nelson, Kamakata Vickers, Karl Starfield, Josip Uranovic. I think karl um Matt O'Reilly, possibly near Beaton in the midfield. And I think up top, Jota, Abada and Amakis is what I fancy in Thursday party. What do you think about that? Is that an Ange-looking team? Possibly.
4: But I don't think he'll go for a beat on. I think, you know, he
3: backs style of play. Ryan's a with me in this one, by the way, too, so I'm getting a bit of support in this. Well, I didn't think I'd be shouting, chanting for near <laughs> Beaton after Christmas in Europe eh, last season, but hey he here be are. I think I
4: think we'd be playing a totally different style if we we're to start near Breton. We'd would be setting up to contain them instead of trying to outplay them. And you know we failed to outplay them in the first leg. I think we'll want to outplay them in the second leg to prove something, if nothing else, to prove it to ourselves that we can and are capable of doing so. So I'd start the, the three that started the derby, um, Hatati or Riley McGregor. Okay. Um, and I'd go with Yakamaki Shota up front, and the same back five that you went with,
3: Jovanovic left back. Yeah, I think that's a possibility. I think that might have been why we, we looked at that at the weekend, um, to see if it still worked out. But in um, Ange, we trust. I hope that Celtic get that victory on Thursday. It'll be a tough journey through to Easter Road if we can pick up the result over in Norway. Um, I think it'll put us in a good uh, place come the game at Easter Road. But again, We shall be back tomorrow with the usual bulletin Thursday, the bulletin all the match coverage will be there if you haven't already please subscribe to the channel give the video a like thank you to everyone who's commented today it's uh, always appreciated and thank you for watching us on A Celtic State of Mind